Previously on the Reroll Podcast, the party faces their first real danger. Ooh, so that arrow hits in your chest and you just like fall to your knees and sort of like almost just like crumple in the dirt. Screw is suddenly fascinated with Groth's mask. I've changed my mind. Kill the child and we'll take the masked one. He will be far more valuable. Bad luck leads to a brush with death. Um, that is a nat one. Natural one. That is two failed death saves. Holy intervention in the nick of time. Well, then I'll just heal. Um, and I, one of my features is, um, circle of mortality, which I get the automatic four for healing word. A prisoner is taken. I just walk over to this, um, incapacitated goblin. And just kind of like holding his wound, just like step on his chest and just say, You be right to not move. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Reroll Podcast. Um, <laughs> I am your DM, Tanner Prentice, and I will be babysitting five other adults uh while we play this game wow how are you guys doing uh, i gotta pee <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> i shouldn't have asked what do you just do, do you just rip uh, ass no, or I something burped, like right into the mic i i mouth ripped oh, okay, ass. Cool. i'm excited ripped ass <laughs> <laughs> tanner what's your fucking icebreaker this time can we move on oh, fuck <laughs> I, this is gonna be a nightmare to edit, and we're fucking like barely into it. You could edit right. it, or you could we're, just watch yeah. the whole podcast burn down on episode five. Yeah, well, don't edit out the it. things that Zane was saying. Keep those in. <laughs> <laughs> the people need to know what he's about. I actually edit out Zane in every episode. <laughs> he's not in the we just invited him to <laughs> make a lot him of work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for today's icebreaker, uh, we all are colossal nerds and i think it's no secret to anyone who's listened to the first four episodes so uh going around the table here what are your guys's favorite uh video games pikmin 2 <laughs> pikmin 2 yeah, I- yeah. interesting choice no, no. i've never played any pikmin me neither <laughs> <laughs> it's still my favorite though bang up game though <laughs> that second one hell yeah dude i just know <laughs> it's my favorite like a little radish uh, nintendogs like the- <laughs> You've never played it, but you like the fact that they're making it. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. Is, is Pikmin Two not out? <laughs> I think they're making a second Pikmin. Two. <laughs> well, sequel we're on to the, the prequel one. to the to the epilogue. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, should I? Okay. God damn it! Who wants I to start? start... Oh. The actual answer. Brennan lost his yeah, turn. Yeah. That's his turn. <laughs> Okay, I'll start the for real one. Uh, my personal favorite video game is uh, The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I just really enjoy how they did that game. I feel like it's so sad that it's so hard for everyone to find. Uh, I liter- I spent an entire day searching for it, which I know is not much. Like A lot of people spend you know, months or years searching for their dream game or whatever, the one that they had when they were younger, and they were like, oh, fuck, I need to find that again. I got so lucky. The one who got away. I went to like six pawn shops in a day and I found one that they, a customer had just dropped off like their entire collection of Nintendo shit. 
and they had minish cap and i was like fuck yes uh and i got myself a pink ds just like i used to have and i played the shit out of that game for like a month or two and now it's it's, it's somewhere in my room <laughs> but it's it's just so fucking cute the music is fantastic it's an excellent game and it makes me sad that nintendo just doesn't want anybody to play it more like i want them to port that to switch i would be very happy yeah but well it's that one just has such like a like a unique vibe compared to a lot of because the 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 handheld like zelda games are always a lot different in tone and stuff and feel than like the the, like the console ones but that one specifically i remember was like it was just it was very i don't know unique is the best way to describe it i just the all of it was amazing best game to date that i've ever played uh i love the bioware games in general but uh, it's yeah. hard to choose between Mass Effect and Dragon Age. And then, of course, KOTOR was like my gateway drug video game into becoming like more of a gamer. So they're they're all really great. Hear that, Ayla? <laughs> yes. You should play KOTOR. Well, Bought it for I'm you working like three on, times. Yeah. I'm working on Mass Effect right now. <laughs> well, and they're also remastering KOTOR, too. Hopefully oh, are it's they? good. I mean, it might. Oh, yeah. well, they're. Yeah. I, I was confused on if it's a remaster or like more of a remake. I think it's a remake. Like they're they're reworking. A yeah. Lot. I think they're trying to keep the mechanics similar because obviously, like, I think they're just trying to update like that game for like a more modern audience. Which I say that hesitantly because I that can be both a good thing and a very bad thing. Like the Resident Evil Two remake was a really good example of how to do that well. I think. But either way, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um. Actually, just really quick because I've kind of always wanted to get into Dragon Age, and the only one i played is Inquisition. I know that's not the best <laughs> one in the series. Like, should I start with one? Yeah. Or, like, I mean, Origins yeah. is probably the best, the most well done out of all of them. Origins like, is definitely Like, most people favorite. probably would agree on that. I mean, of course, graphics are older now, but I have that's a funny. hot take, and Dragon Age 2 is actually my favorite. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Age 2 is your favorite? Out of the Dragon Age ones. Okay. I I Honestly, like all the, in- I like all the characters and story in that game, and I like the faster combat. <laughs> I do like the combat more than I thought I would. It, it, Dragon Age Inquisition was my least favorite. I've tried to beat it three times. I I can't bring yeah. myself to do it. Everyone loves like well, open get... world stuff, and it I don't know. It's like too much for me. Well, I don't want to get too hung up on it but the biggest problem that i had with with inquisition was that like i'm supposed to be like the grand inquisitor and like the fate of the world hangs off of like what the decisions that i'm making in the moment so why do i need to run around and gather crafting ingredients like i understand from a gameplay perspective like yeah you got to get crafting ingredients upgrade your gear but like it just feels weird when you have like this like huge responsibility hanging over your head from a narrative yeah standpoint but like you're out gathering flowers it just like it kind of the, the narrative and like the tone like in the pacing kind of fight themselves yeah there are a yeah, few I, things I in agree. that one like that yeah i when i was um i started playing and it was fun and i wish i need to go back mm-hmm. but i it was the one time out of any time i've ever done this where i sped through the character creation and then i realized you're in every single cutscene, and i was like i'm hideous <laughs> and i can't stand to look at myself <laughs> so i stopped playing but yeah i want to play again are you talking about mass effect no in um dragon age oh, okay you I, Gehring, like, oh, gotcha. i know <laughs> you gearings like... in your fucking character creation <laughs> i know we'll spend like an hey, on my on my on my recent mass effect playthrough that i started on the like the remaster i just picked the default shepherd this time yeah they, oh, the art's so much better on the defaults yeah. than making your own i can never make my own like well the, the problem was the like when i i remember 
when I played them when they came out, like, on the second one, I made my own dude, and I spent, like, an hour, like, you know, crafting his face exactly the way I wanted it, but then, like, he started talking in a cutscene, and, and like, his up. cheekbones were, like, yeah. stabbing <laughs> out, like, every time he moved his jaw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, so now I gotta restart the game now. I've done that exact thing. Distracting. I just go out of my way in character <laughs> creation to make my character look as much like a fish as I can, and that way they, they're never gonna look worse <laughs> than the way that I leave them, so I... I feel like there's there's definitely two schools of thought and two approaches to character creation. You're either gonna like stay lore accurate and want to make it like as cool and perfect looking as like the you know the ideal fantasy character you want to create, or you make him look like you know like David Hasselhoff if David Hasselhoff's head was in the middle of exploding. <laughs> or you just Which, jam the A button like me so you could play the fucking game. I was watching Elijah's. I think we know the third school of thought that Tanner belongs to. I was watching Elijah's like Eli. Uh live stream hopefully he's okay with me his live stream sorry yeah <laughs> and he was like so he's playing dark souls and he was like this lime green like toxic waste colored and like basically naked and i was like okay it's <laughs> funny gotta let the table um, breathe to keep yeah <laughs> uh kind of same zelda game i think uh, i actually have it framed on my shelf in like a shadow box it's the original like n64 gold holographic cartridge of Zelda Majora's Mask and that game was like I played that game at a very special time in my life where it kind of traumatized me a little bit just because it was like like it's basically they reused a lot of character assets and stuff from Ocarina of Time in this like new kind of twisted like alternate version of a story that you're or not the story but like the I don't know just the aesthetic that you're used to and everything's like super depressing and twisted and fucked up and like after being a kid like playing that after playing Ocarina of Time like really just kind of I don't know it was an interesting experience and um piggybacking off of that too if you haven't played outer wilds and you like time loop games or that seems interesting to you like definitely gotta check that out because that is like that is definitely like one of my favorite games it's kind of they're they're kind of neck and neck for like the two games that fit that sort of aspect that i like so much hmm. um yeah i mean it, like three of us will be mentioning zelda but like it's honestly probably because i uh, just growing up with it and there's always you know like newer games coming out it's just always been around and then zane Mm. you know being my older brother it's just like what it's always like been um wait, when did this happen I have no idea. It's just... <laughs> wow you guys know nothing about me um but yeah just have always having around and watching him play because a lot of my childhood is like watching him play video games because i was bored so like that's definitely my one of my favorite video games like any of the zelda games um and then I couldn't pick, so I also wanted to mention Animal Crossing because that's another thing for the same reason. I've just played it since I was a kid, so it's just like, super comforting. And then, uh, of course, Skyrim because wow. Skyrim's super fun. So young. Yeah. Animal Crossing, amazing. didn't that only come out like five years ago? Some of the N64 one. Or not the N64, the GameCube one. Yeah, we had the GameCube one. Way and, yeah, like the OG. When did one. that come out? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 2000 three or something yeah because it came out in japan first right and then it came to hey siri <laughs> when did the first animal crossing game are you gonna get Don't, sued you're gonna have to pay apple dude <laughs> 2001 oh. mm. this podcast wants <laughs> <crap. laughs> okay so before I was in high school i guess it's been around longer yeah. than i realized mm. uh, like how zane's like hey we haven't had any copyright issues let's let's see if we can get a cease and desist from the world's <laughs> shake it up yeah. electronics yeah. company it's free advertising they don't give uh, a let's shit. try to throw an amazon reference in there too maybe they'll uh... Brendan, you got any uh, amazon game references that are your favorite <laughs> oh yeah kindle verse <laughs> i, I like to play candy crush on my kindle for several hours a day 
I'm in $10,000 of debt from Candy Crush. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. That's the podcast. This is actually a Candy Crush addiction podcast. <laughs> this is a fucking intervention. We try to play D&D, but we can't stay away from Candy Crush. <laughs> Brendan, do you want to redo on your Pikmin, or you stick it with Pikmin too? Uh, okay, fine. I'll I'll give Terry answer. Uh, no, I I personally would have to say that Dishonored and Dishonored Two, and all the DLCs in the interim, yeah, probably my overall favorite. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I love that it's like this sort of steampunky magic ninja uh thing where you're the absolute most badass human that. There can possibly be but then you also have this like this choice just always staring you in the face and giving you a constant guilt trip that you you are actually badass enough not to kill anybody while doing your missions and so <laughs> you you just you know you can either be the uh the hurricane of blades or you can you know get into the the world and the lore and the story and you can read things and figure out how to neutralize your opponents non-lethally um down to and including like the animals uh so it's it's i don't know there's just something about it really uh really hit all the sweet spots for me i think what i really like about that series is that like there's lots of games that kind of tout the whole like play any way you like any style you want but like that game kind of takes a step up like beyond that where it's like that game can kind of be like sort of the experience that you want like yeah. it's 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 minute to minute like fast-paced combat is like really good but also it's stealth is really good and there's a lot of ways to operate in between those and like i feel like a lot of games it's like you know if you have choice like oh you can go in that air vent or you can go you know lockpick that door or you can go smash that door but let's it's really comes down to it's less like the the granular like choices that you make and more like the actual way that you want to like navigate through the world that kind of defines exactly like the experience you're going to get from it i think that that's a hard line to walk and i think they pull it off oh, yeah for well. sure you just crawl through the world and it, it builds itself around how you're playing and what you're doing um that and the actual lore like you said it's like arcane steampunk and that's super yeah. fucking cool i'm actually not that into stealth games uh, in general um but dishonored gripped me hard i was really mm. into dishonored mm -hmm. i actually don't know if i ended up playing the second one but i did i think i did see brennan you Make your way through it on your laptop quite a bit. Probably. Definitely check it out because you can probably get it on sale now. And yeah. also play it on keyboard and mouse. I, I made the mistake of playing through the entire series like the first time with... Well, the first time I was on PS3 like yeah. with the first one. But I, I'm replaying the second one on mouse and keyboard. It's a much different and more like fluid experience. I love stealthy in games. I always get the stealth route. I, I try to, and then I'm like, well, guess I'm going to get good at the combat because I can't fucking do it. <laughs> hey, that guy saw me. But I mean, again, the combat in that game, once they see you, if you just kind of roll with it, is really good yeah. and satisfying when you murder an entire room full of people. Like, it's it feels it feels nice to murder. <laughs> Doesn't it? It was like me in Skyrim yeah. trying to sneak everywhere and realizing it's literally impossible. Shoot. But <laughs> How is that literally impossible? That's how everybody plays the game. I mean, like, well, until you get to the until you get to the point where your stealth score is high enough that you can stand in well, front of a guard's face and spit on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one or the other. And then Must also, the like, uh, trying to sneak through like the Thalmor embassy is like the hardest fucking thing. I remember to do that, ever. that mission. I remember watching broken. you do that. That yeah. mission just fucking broke. I kind of gave up on stealth after that. I was like, nope, just kidding. Yeah, never should have come here. Yeah. Well, should we get to my actual right. favorite game? 
was were the Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> you had like three games. Was that not your favorite? No, oh, table D and D. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she set you up for that one, and you just Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Uh, speaking of violence and murder. All right, Brendan, take it away. Uh, Goliath Village, wholly walled and much bigger than those that most records would indicate as average, piles smoke into the evening air from dozens of outdoor bonfires. There's an eerily empty barracks fit for a thousand troops, sitting silent with just dozens roaming its palisades and the brick wall surrounding the town, eagerly and nervously watching the horizon as the sun sets and their breath begins to freeze in the air. Within the town's walls, we can see Groth bent over a workpiece at a bench beside a massive green glowing forge in a half-built but enormous workshop. Ablating material with a chisel to shape, shape a strange-looking piece of plate armor. With each strike of the chisel, oddly blue sparks fly from the workpiece. But at one strike, they don't. They're just normal orange sparks. Groth is obviously taken aback at this. His large frame shifts backwards, almost a full step. He strikes the chisel again. Orange sparks. He wipes the sweat from his brow and puts the armor piece into a lockbox, shutting it with a key on the chain around his neck. He picks up a large cover and turns to his forge, realizes that it's lost its green color as well, and it's now glowing as a normal and much, much dimmer, cooler bed of orange coals. Huh, he mutters to himself. Looks like my friend wants to see me. I need to deal with that tomorrow. He climbs into a loft just above the work area and shuts his eyes. The next time they open, it's the time of night when the massive hearth fires barely fight back the frost of the mountains. When the ice is climbing in the window and you can always see your breath no matter where you stand, he immediately knows something's wrong. A horn near the gate is heard piercing the tense silence with three long blasts, the first of which sets the frozen forest alight with the sound of scattering animals and birds. As a mounted scout, wearing the same dark blue and green uniform, as this town's military, crests a hill in the distance. Groth bolts out of bed upon hearing the horns and runs towards the main gate. As the scout rides into town, it immediately becomes apparent that he's dying. He's slouched over his horse and appears to be turning black from under his shirt. He's cursed, and it's spreading. When he rides past Groth, he sits bolt upright and stops his horse. You! And he points directly at Groth. He jumps off. And he shouts like Groth has never heard a dead man shout. They're all dead! There's six score coming home, wounded! Of a thousand! Our armor! Your armor! Go! Ah. He stops, looks at the gate as if expecting something, as the black overtakes his face and he crumbles into ash. Groth sprints to his workshop without a sound, without saying a word. He's terrified, his hands are shaking. He pulls out the plate of armor he was working on earlier, muttering, Dead! Dead! Wake up! As he strikes the mask one more time with his chisel, it throws a bright purple spark and he drops it as if it burned him. For the first time, we see that this is the mask that Groth wears today before it was burned and twisted as it is now, and it's signed with a short battle prayer, written in giant. General Hogoth, may giants fear you as their kid respect you. Groth. Excellent work. Mm -hmm. Excellent yeah. work. Ooh, nice. really good. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead and take an inspiration. Good job. Well, thank you. I think I should. Uh, you guys find yourself uh, in this alleyway with a prisoner of war who 
Uh, we should probably put a trigger warning in this for the inevitable torture. I'm sure you're gonna. Oh, I'm gonna whoop his ass. through this poor goblins. Just trying to, trying to, pick up jobs and get his goblin son through goblin college, so he can have a better life. Anyway, you find yourself uh, in this alleyway with, uh, I believe, two goblin corpses and this netted goblin. Also, probably about to be a corpse. <laughs> right. Um, what would you guys like to do? Can I start? Please. Absolutely not. Oh. Please. And yes, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think Sarge already kind of standing over this goblin. She gets this sort of like really like kind of scary look on her face. Like the whole aura around her sort of changes. And she walks over, or she, you know, shuffles over a couple feet. And she puts her foot, just the the front part of, like, her boot, right on this goblin's neck and presses down. And, like, she's she's yeah. not trying to, like, kill him, but it definitely looks like it's hard for him to breathe. And she squats down and just looks at him real good. And she goes, Now, dear, whatever could you want with a little child like this one over here? I really don't appreciate the way you've been treating her. It'd be wise to tell us what we want to know. And your death will be easier than it would be if you don't. Can I assist with this? Uh, sure. How do you assist? Uh, Shadow's gonna, like, crawl up onto that crate next to him and kind of just lay backwards over it looking at him. And she casts Minor Illusion to have uh, Killum show up next to him as well. And she just kind of says, You should answer my friend's questions. Star, go ahead and roll Intimidation with advantage as Shadow's uh, looming. What does this figure look like again, Shadow? Uh, he looks like a big, like five foot tall, shadowy figure that's not like full facial features, but his body kind of twists awkwardly and just the eyes that are glowing. Creepy. <laughs> long fingers, long body. Ugh. Um, I got a 14. Okay. Your boot pressed against his neck. He's like, I can't talk. Um, I'm like, oh, what was that? You can't speak? I guess so. Yes, that's right. Ah, well, I suppose you could have a little more air. And she takes her foot off of him. Still kind of crouching down next to him, though. <laughs> Now what what he needs is a stout drink and Flint's gonna just pour like a bunch of whiskey in his mouth <laughs> as he's gasping for air. I'm recovering. There you go, lad. There I'm you go. Like, <laughs> 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 Had to quit the booze to put my kids through college. Um, Jesus Christ. You just guzzle Vodsky uh, into his throat. He's just like <clears throat> like coughing it up, starting to gag, and all of this is happening as the nets just like meshed against his face. Um, sort of rug burn starting to, or rope burn rather, starting to uh, cause his cheek to bleed. And he's like, oh, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's really good. Is that dwarven? <laughs> now, what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna wanna tell her what she needs, though, because we don't wanna piss off the nice cat lady, do we? Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say she's nice, first of all. Um, Stark <clears throat> like puts her foot back down on his throat a little bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Flint's just gonna get real close and just say, believe me, this is her being nice. I... Okay, okay. We were just playing, Shadow. We were just playing. Remember playing? We used to play. She, she's a part. She's, she used to be with us. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just... still playing. We won. You have to answer. <laughs> Got him. Um, <laughs> I pull out my air horn. You better let me go. We... We have a new leader now. That it's it's a dragon, and if you don't let me go, he's gonna he'll kill you. He'll eat you. Uh, Starlight like dragon. A hearty laugh. Um, like, ha! You think a dragon would give a shit about a little fucking turd like you? I doubt it. I'm his favorite. You're his favorite. Is that why your leader swapped places with you? Screws. Screws Judge Art too. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> Screws a jerk too. Like you. No offense. Don't step on me. <laughs> I want to meet a dragon. What's the dragon look like? Does he look like uh, a big? <laughs> Is he pretty and pink? No. He's ugly and pink <laughs> stinky <laughs> i wouldn't say stinky i'd say, I'd say it smells pretty nice <laughs> kind of like flowers can i insight yeah roll an insight no this seems like bullshit but i still see uh 14 yeah he's lying through his teeth oh bose will speak of the thing he's lying obviously <laughs> Star, uh, again, just in the skeleton's face, she goes, Well, I've never known a holy man to tell a lie, so it seems that you're the one we can't trust here. Tell us what we want to know. Why did you come for the child? <laughs> yeah, I told you guys I didn't want to play anymore. Screw wanted wanted to bring Shadow back. He thought it would um eh. He thought it would help him. What would he need from a child? Why would this help him? They're trying to impress this dragon leader of yours. Um he looks to Shadow and he, he says that's not a kid. You saw the shadow thing. That kid can do weird shit. <laughs> uh, I guess I, I kind of want to... What I... I mean, I would assume that I would probably know what, like, illusions look like just from my travels with other people and being around. Like, I've, I've been to plenty of places, seen lots of things, known lots of bards. <laughs> uh, would I roll something for this to see if I would know that it's an illusion or not? Yeah, roll a uh, roll an investigation. Okay. What's your spell save DC? Oh, Shadow. Oh, um. Well, it doesn't really matter because I got a natural one, so. <laughs> you don't know what this thing is. Uh, seems like it's some sort of creature. It's it's probably a little unsettling. I would yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did. I do think I, mean, I jumped directly through her illusion. <clears throat> 
earlier. Yeah, and you probably would notice that it doesn't move much, like, very often. Sure. Either way. Um, I... Star is just... Kind of grabs her chin. She goes, Indeed the child is a bit peculiar, but... These look like tricks to me. She's done nothing that a normal child wouldn't do. I don't... If she is some weird sorcerer or whatever the fuck you're talking about, I have no idea what it might be. But for now, it looks to me like you are trying to kidnap a child for whatever disgusting things you may want with her. But I didn't do it. Screw did it. What's a sorcerer? I just came. She, I came she grabs him by the throat. And she's like, do not speak <laughs> until I am finished. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she lets him go she's like well Screw's not the one we have here so unfortunately you get to pay his debts for now wait 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 wait. I can take you to him easy enough I can take you to Screw all you got to do is really just like go easy and let me go afterwards Um, Star, I think, looks over at Flint Oakenfist, uh, and maybe throws a glance toward. I mean, I I think she wants to look up at all of you, and uh, like in sort of a questioning way, like, do you guys want to do this or should we just kill him and cut our losses here? I'm sure we'll find Screw, but you know, I don't say that obviously. Can I? Can my insight check roll over? Should I roll? Can I roll again for this? Roll another one. Uh, seven. Oh, you actually did beat him. So, uh, okay. <laughs> with these two successful uh, insight checks, I'll give you a little bit more. Um, this seems like a partial truth. Um, he likely does know where Screw is, um, though you get the sense this might be some sort of scheme. Um, and also, just to clarify from earlier with this insight check... There's likely no dragon involved. That was likely something he tried to use to scare you guys. Shadow's just kind of flipped onto her stomach and is kicking her feet and smiling and doesn't seem to have an opinion when you look in her direction. <laughs> Groth is going to lean down, pick up this goblin by the net, throw it over his shoulder like a sack. <laughs> Say, this is where you'll stay until we see screw. It's kind of like a hammock. I thought you said neck, and I was like, yeah, you guys will not stop, like, grabbing his neck and stopping his throat and shit. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to have choir with my boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, well, that's what the vodka yeah. gargle was for. <laughs> I always um, take a Vonsky gargle before singing. Uh, Flint's gonna just kind of just stretch and, you know, uh, kind of feel his wounds or whatever, and then just uh, say, well, this is not really any of my business. I'm just here to find Moss. And he's going to kind of start paddling down the alley from the way um, he came. Wait, 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 wait. I know a Moss. Insight check. Not not the kind that you're thinking of on the tree. I'm talking about a person. Yeah, I know. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I no, I am slung from... <laughs> I am caught in my boss's net, but that... <laughs> <laughs> I would chalk that up to capitalism and bad leadership. 
Well, uh, maybe their old pal Flint is a bit stupid. You want to explain to me who this moss is that you're talking about? Star also kind of walks towards uh, Flint, and she goes, "Yes, I would be." Flint, Flint also kind of kind of shot uh, Starlet a glance when he mentioned. Yeah, I moss think she kind of her ears definitely perked up, and she goes, "Yes." Explain to your old friends, Flint and Starlet, who this moss is. Well, um, Tanner, can I just point out that to adequately roleplay, you really need to hang yourself upside down in a net and hang off a giant yeah. shoulder. Yeah, and have, um, have oh, your cat, Viper, smack you in the face a couple of times. That should I'll, not I'll be, be the, the uh, giant. Yeah it's, not, yeah, it's not hard to facilitate, I'm sure. You won't be the giant. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right, so he's he's strung over uh, Groth's back, pulled taut uh, by this netting. He's like, "What? I clearly know some things you want to know, and I definitely know something this big guy wants to know." Slaps his back, and says, "And I don't really want to die, so why don't we cut a deal?" I'm gonna kind of like give everybody else sort of a joking, like, a knowing look and say, well, it appears he's holding all the cards, so we should probably listen to what he has to say. I have so many I like card, card games. <laughs> Star, I think Kachigan goes, oh, yes. Uh, why don't we, why don't we hear him out? Certainly has us on play. Finally starting to see things old Crunch's way. Crunch. Are you gonna tell us the rules? I hate him. Uh, yeah. Totally. Rules are, uh, drop the net and let me go. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you haven't, you haven't revealed any of your cards yet. Yeah. Why don't you well, tell I us can't really what the move. deal is? They're not physical cards, you shithead. Tell us. <laughs> she said card games, and I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lost me. This isn't as much fun. This situation's getting a bit tense. Why don't you have another drink there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, <laughs> Way better than the stuff at most tavern. I think Star gets a little closer too to this uh, to Goblin hanging over Groth's back, and she plucks out one of her claws, and she drags it just down from his eye towards his like on Ow. his cheek, maybe leaving like a small scratch. And she goes, "Listen, dear." If you want to cut a deal, you'll have to lay down the rules first, and we'll decide. But all this talk of letting you go, I just caught you. Why would I let my little mouse go right now? I'd like to play a bit more. And then wanting to impersonate her, there's a shadowy hand that kind of rubs down his other cheek. Oh my god. <laughs> I love your character so much. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> she's, my, she's my kid now. <laughs> Roll an intimidation with advantage, Star. Okay. We're all running around here trying to adopt Shadow. I know. And she's like, um, I already have somebody that's hanging out with me. I'm cool. It's a 15. <laughs> cool. Um, should also point out, you guys are in the alleyway out in public. Do you wish to take this anywhere else or uh, just fuck it? I was to the bar. We're kind of like secluded from... <laughs> The street, right? So I was gonna start kind of yeah, kicking yeah. goblin bodies behind crates and shit passively, so that people walking by don't see it. Whoops! <laughs> Slide it under the fridge, just like a piece of ice that you dropped. <laughs> piece of shit. 
Well, look, look, lad, let's let's start here. There's a lot of people around here that would look at the creature like you and want us to kill it on sight. So why don't we get off the street? You tell us what direction we should go. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So you guys just sort of tuck away a little bit more, um, and you go probably behind one of these burnt down houses that you feel you're not going to get uh, bothered or interrupted in any way. Um, he says, okay, all right. Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, and then you can let me have the net, and then we can talk a little more. How about that? We'll let you have the net, but we're going to tie a rope around your ankle. How does that sound? Sure, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But first, you have to give us something. My clan does business with somebody named Moss. And is that all you know her by? Does she have a first name? Uh, uh, he Helen? Uh, Helen. Kelly? Carnan? Carnan. Uh. Uh. Hmm. Doesn't appear that you know as much as you told us, but we did say we'd let you out of the net. Um, and Star wants to. She grabs Flint, uh, and, like, brings him over, and, like, she shakes him out of the net and has, like, uh, Flint hold him. And then she wants to try and hog tie him, make sure that, like, <laughs> he's, uh,. He can't you said one ankle. You said one ankle. I never said one ankle, yeah. dear. You said one ankle. <laughs> well, I could carry him like this. I didn't. I like said we tie a rope around your ankle. I didn't say we'd also tie a, or we wouldn't also tie a rope around your other ankle and your wrist and your other wrist. <laughs> so we tie him up, and I hand the rope that is left long back to Groth. <laughs> so he's even more uncomfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks much more comfortable. <laughs> Roth walks up and grabs the little piece of rope between his ankles and his wrists and picks him up like a briefcase. <laughs> oh, much more comfortable. Thank you. Uh, Shadow wouldn't have been there for any of these dealings, right? No, you do not know. Okay. Um, that being said, Shadow, you do know a little bit about where these goblins call their home, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, he says... All right, all right, all right. Look, give you a little bit, a little bit more. I know this moss is a half-elf teenager. Huh? Huh? Your buddy Crunch knows stuff. Um, does, does Star, does this sound right to Star? Because I know she knows of this, but I don't, I don't. I feel like we had heard at some, at some point that, Marjorie had like a daughter. Or yeah, something. Moss yeah, it's is not, dead, it's but daughter Hella has not been found. Oh, okay. Okay. Kella. Oh, Kella. Okay, Kella. 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 Do you think I named well, an NPC Hella? I barely know it. <laughs> Hella. 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 That's not an unreasonable name. Are you an alchemist? Oh, Hella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, bro. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Are you an out? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Flint's gonna just kind of motion to everybody else to like follow him, and if you guys want to follow, uh, I guess do you want to follow? Sure, sure. yeah, sure. I I go after. Okay. 
It'll lead uh, everybody out of the alley and just kind of point down the alley to the other end of the intersection where there's that burnt out house and just say, uh, I think that's probably a, a good place to start. I believe that's where Marjorie lived. Indeed. Okay. okay. And he's just going to start making his way over there. Make my way. Yeah. All right. So you guys make your way. Uh, it's really not too far. Uh, you actually managed to do so without really seeing anybody from the town. It's probably early afternoon at this point. You get in the house, burnt down. Um, part of the second floor has collapsed, but there's an area where you can sit pretty comfortably. Comfortably. There's nothing worth taking on any of those bodies, right? There's goblins. Um, maybe a couple copper. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, mean, I meant to say like a couple I could have looted them, but you know, not that important. We could specifically how much copper? Uh, <laughs> five silver, thirteen copper. Between all of them. I'll have to start another. I think we should um, us. all fight over it to the death to see who gets it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm yeah. going to do it. So we just keep, like, everybody has to make a new character after every <laughs> combat because it's a fight to the death for, for every who gets the loot. <laughs> 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 yeah. But actually, it eventually is just one person winning because they have all the magical loot and shit. It's <laughs> a good idea. Well, that that's actually our niche. Has anybody done a D and D battle royale yet? <laughs> I think they're doing one on Fortnite. Wizards of the Coast stream. Oh. Really? Of course they are. Yeah. Right. I know I'm not the first like person to champions think Champions or something. Yeah, I know remember. other podcasts have done battle royales. Yeah. Okay, so it's really hard to keep you guys on track today. If I'm a babysitter, <laughs> I am not good at it. No. <laughs> um, Can't have okay, the so you guys, <laughs> you guys are in the house with uh, Crunch. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I want to look for... I mean, I, I want to do, like, an investigation or perception just to see what I can see. If there's any any stuff left here, I would like to try and decipher what it means or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll a... We'll say investigation, I, I suppose. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna actually assist with that, I think. I'll bring my... Okay, bring my briefcase. so roll with advantage... Damn, I need you guys to say this earlier because I don't. I have like a plus zero to intimidation and investigation, so I'd rather be the one assisting. Uh, huh. thirteen. Uh, thirteen. You scour the house, uh, but it's it's mostly damage. You get the sense that anything that, even if there was a note or anything left behind, it likely was lost in the fire, um, unless they left it behind after, which in case it would probably be pretty easy to find. So you feel confident there's nothing of value here. Okay. I want to look around and just, I don't know, like, I'm a smuggler. I'm pretty good at identifying, like, little strongholds and, like, hidey holes and stuff. Is there anything around like that? Is there a root cellar or something? roll uh, investigation. All right. Can I get advantage because of my background? Uh, I'll say... Or get, like, a get a plus or something, maybe? I'll say you can have advantage, but you're exclusively looking for those things. That's fine. What was this goblin's name? Crunch. Crunch. I just... Uh, is that an... Investigation. Sorry, yes. Sorry. Uh, it's, uh, oh, wow, I have a minus one to investigation. 16. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, no, you, you don't find anything like that either. Mm. While they're searching, I just plop on the ground next to Crunch and pull out some string and start playing Cat's Cradle. <laughs> I think um, Star at some point, like, probably passes you and, like, tries not to, like, scare you, but she, like, grabs a lock of your hair and just like I don't know plays with it a little bit and she 
uh, just more in an affectionate way, and she's like, I think you and I will be good friends. And, you know, continues her search. Did you come up behind her and do that, or... Uh, I, where she I don't saw think she wanted coming. to, like, startle you or be sneaky okay. about it. I think she probably just maybe was passing you coming towards the front and stuff. And, you know, she doesn't... If you are, like, kind of backing off, she's not going to do it. But, you know, she wants to... She just wants to give you a little pat on the head. She likes you. As long as she sees it coming, she's fine with it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll leave the accidental sneak up on you for later. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fun. If not, she fucking John Wicks your ass. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm sure she's gonna like turn into like a 26 foot like beast and just stomp on me. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bo's probably standing next to Shadow, next to uh, Crunch, and just kind of keeping an eye on him, making sure he doesn't do anything while um, Roth is investigating, kicking him every five seconds. Or an insight. <laughs> Your crunch, hold this string for me. <laughs> Ten. Oh, um, you can't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, crunch is wiggling about, but uh, nothing. Uh... Does Star notice that he's like wiggling and stuff? I mean, he's just fighting and resisting, and uh, as being hogtied, clearly uncomfortable. But Star, you're busy. While okay. this is happening, gotcha, gotcha. searching. So what are we doing? Well, nothing to find here. Maybe, uh, maybe <clears throat> our friend here tells us which direction to start headed. Where should we go, suitcase? Um. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, where should we go, suitcase? <laughs> he says, uh, well, if I'm, you know, being just 100% honest, I don't do the dealings with Moss. I just know of them. That is actually uh, Screw's department. Well, he's a good place to start, I believe, so we can start with that. Um, I think Star wants to... I don't know. She's not... I don't think she's comfortable with having him be awake this whole time. Like, I don't know. So I guess she'll just mention. She's like, perhaps we should give the suitcase something to uh, help the walk go by faster. Anyone feel like they can knock him out without killing him? Is there like a barrel or something around here? Not in the house. Most things are damaged in the fire. Okay. Was there any barrels that we passed on the street that seemed kind of like the. I don't know. Sure. Unneeded. You could probably okay. get a barrel. Uh, Flint will just kind of gesture back down the uh, alley that we came from, or wherever, and say, uh, I have, a, let's say, a bit of experience in transporting people. I could stuff them in one of those. Yeah. Broth. Hey, how Girl, would you, you up to carrying a small barrel? Why don't you just let me go? I tell you what I know, and I leave. I don't trust frankly, that you're going to not going to go back to your little clan and just tattle on us. You seem kind of like a tattletale, not gonna lie. Well, what am I gonna say? That I got the shit beat out of me? I think they'll know. 
I'm gonna put him around my neck. Screw's gonna tell him everything anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put him around my neck like a necklace. Um, you know, this <laughs> I'm gonna say, maybe I wasn't clear before. You get out of ties when we see Screw. Um, Brennan, why don't you? This is gonna be interesting. I don't know how this is gonna translate to a podcast, but Brennan, why don't you jump on over to Secret Channels with me? Tight. The following secret conversation between Groth and I will be kept secret from the listeners, perhaps airing on our Patreon for subscribers. However, the audio of the other four idiots in this podcast was so unbelievably stupid, we had to remove it. If you are morbidly curious at just how dumb our humor can be, please wait for a little surprise at the end of the episode. What? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. Whispers. Huh? Um, <laughs> nothing. Huh? We weren't talking about something that you'll probably hear later in the audio yeah, recording. I hope, not. I hope it was good enough to keep in the podcast because I likely won't put the secret talk in there. Probably not. That's true because we all got to <laughs> listen to it. Hmm. But yeah, that is uh, a little bit hmm. of a production note. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> uh, Groth, you have crunch hanging around your neck like a necklace? Yeah. Like a like a fur kisses you on the cheek, like a fur. <laughs> I like to think that he tries to think this is his opportunity to start to like choke you out, but like you just kind of don't even really feel like so huge. Choking yeah. you out with he's his just entire like, he's just sitting there like, hang it. And he's like, how does that feel? Like, <laughs> flexes abs. That was what? Yeah. Kind of kind of nice actually. I had like a little kink in my neck. I think he kind of worked it out. <clears throat> I'm a flex and bust out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what are you guys doing? Um, okay, are we stuffing him in a barrel, or is Groth just going to wear him like I'm a I'm fine with like Groth nice wearing little, him like uh... a necklace. Sounds, sounds good to okay. me. Well, I guess should we should we head out? What time of day is it? It's still kind of early, Yeah, right? it's like, like, it's like one, afternoon or two-ish. Early mm -hmm. afternoon. Didn't we just have breakfast? Well, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, Blint's kind of hurting a little bit, um, and... Groth died twice during that fight. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Now, so. I'm hurting too. We're gonna take a little short, short rest or something. I, I mean, I'd be into staying one more night in this town and then heading out in the morning. And we just have to figure out what to do with this goblin so he doesn't sneak out I mean, and coup de grace in the middle of the night. You know. Yeah, Flint's just thinking he's just gonna stick him in a barrel. Possibly also just get him really drunk so he's not like coordinated enough. To do <laughs> or just take a quick lunch That's break. Funny. Wouldn't be hard to take like two or three shots, maybe. Right. Looks like I found my drinking buddy for the night. <laughs> oh, God, we can no. just take a quick lunch break before we head out. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's probably better yeah, if I mean, we I'm stay the night just because Groth did die twice during the last one. Regaining all this. I mean, how's your health, Groth? How are you feeling? It's, uh, somehow I'm at 7 out of 10. I don't I don't really remember how that happened. I mean, I think I you, you, you took a potion, yeah. And then, yeah. And That's then right, yeah. And... Yeah, really, or Bo came in and did I that. Clutched my ass back um, on the ground. Oh, either way, then I'm up for whatever. Um. Um. Well, let's pop into the pub for a wee nip, and then we can figure it out there. For a wee nip. Yep, that's half a bottle of whiskey for him. Usually, is a wee nip, ah, but of course, it's a woman with little tiny nipples. <laughs> Just one, actually. It's one nip. One, one wee nip. nip. One regular size. That's, that, that's how your old pal Flint likes it. <laughs> one wee nip. 
This episode is off the rails <laughs> already. Demonetized. Wow. You're welcome. This is what the fans are here well, for. Well, we're not making is, money it anyway. Was, it was monetized in the first place? <laughs> no. Who, why didn't you guys cut me out of the of the podcast audio and of the bankrolls? Why would we That's pay cool. you if we're not using your audio? <laughs> so what am I here for? <laughs> to feel good about yourself. We already told you, Zane. We know you're fragile, okay? <laughs> you're, you're here for the algorithm. You're really shadow banned. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, back to the back to the watering hole then, I guess. Carrying this goblin with you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, so. You walk towards the watering hole, and people are giving you stares and gasps as you go. Um, and you walk into the front, and it's... <laughs> Flint's kind of drunk, and he's being like, What, you never seen a giant before? It's rude and to stare. A giant with a necklace? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you enter the bar, and as you enter, you see tired Mrs. Winthrop, and she says, What is that thing that you're bringing into my bar? His name is Groth, and that's quite rude. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I meant, dwarf. <laughs> I'm serious. That thing's going to piss or shit in my bar, and I don't want it in here. He does do that. She didn't have anything to drink, like, and she just finds it fucking hilarious. I mean, doesn't everyone piss their shit? <laughs> And Crunch is like, ah, and he's trying to force out a shit. <laughs> I'm going to say, Crunch, don't get me kicked out of this bar. <laughs> Flint's going to pull the cork out of his bottle and just give him a look. Like, don't, don't make me do this. I got to go sometime. Why not well, now? Well, that time is not right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm Star's like, if you just, if you, if you flip him over, then he'll be pooping onto his own butt. It'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, hang him on like the coat rack. <laughs> yeah, actually, you should do that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys have a drink. Hang him on the coat rack. Uh, Mrs. Winthrop puts a couple uh, cloths underneath in case he pisses or shits himself. But to clarify, we are taking a short rest, everybody. Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna spend the next hour there. Reassure Miss Winter. Roll your head die. That, uh, that you you know me. I I help you. Roth, I swear to God, if he pisses or shits, you're cleaning. I, that's, that's I'll mage hand a couple pieces of food into Crunch's mouth while we eat. You do it a little too fast. Star's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, darling, don't feed him too much. We don't want this him to piss or shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Squirrel? Yeah, our usual. I love squirrel. <laughs> Star's like, it's actually goblin. <laughs> While she's continuing to eat. <laughs> no, I've had goblin. <laughs> <laughs> well, game here. <laughs> Much game here. Your makes us eat goblin all the time. Mm. Also takes a lot like the meat shit on its own butt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a man of culture, I see. <laughs> Right. Um, uh, so you guys rest up. Uh, you stay here for an hour. Roll your hit die if you like. Uh, do whatever else. There should be a short rest button on D&D Beyond that'll make it pretty easy for you guys. Yeah. Um, while we're, like, just hanging out and resting, um, yes, Bo is going to say, um, as much as this has become a priority for 
me and Shadow's protection is important to me now. Um, I do have a job I need to at least begin while we're here, whether that's something that any of you are interested in at all, but it definitely takes a place. Maybe not above Shadow Safety, but it does. Ha I do have my things I need to do. What might that be? Uh, here it is. Um, I'm need to find. Uh, a captain at Godfrey's Watch um, for a job that I need to that I'm supposed to do um, I, I have to investigate a disturbance I actually don't know much about it that's why I need to get the ball rolling on this where's the do, have we talked about where Godfrey's Watch is before I, I feel like that sounds I try to find I try to ask about it but I can't remember what exactly? uh, I think it was it was about four or five hours ride out. Um, I mean, I yeah. probably have a script, you know, a little like piece of paper or something. I can I would literally like read it to you guys. Like I don't care. Uh, the treasury of the union, um, on behalf of the great conqueror emperor Frederick Godfrey, first of his name, has released a monetary sum to the value of a hundred gold pieces, minus taxes to any brave venture who can investigate and stop disturbance in the town of Brambleton to the north of the Tybalt Crossing. Report to Captain Evan Olson at Godfrey's Watch for more details. Is that a disturbance that we're aware of yet, or is it... I don't know. <laughs> I would I mean... say upon uh, seeing this, Groth, you would know from being in this town that uh, <clears throat> the general belief is that hu the Huani farmstead is haunted. Um, it, there's oh, right. been, I think we did, yeah. Yeah, there's been many sightings by the slaves who work over there. Um, the slave master in particular seems to be very uh, paranoid about the subject. Okay. Is do we what direction is that again? It's right at the edge of town. The oh the okay, gotcha. So the actual um yeah yeah, okay. So wait, did you actually read this to the group? Sure, why not? I don't care. Um What's the slave owner's name? Slave master? Um her name actually is Yelena Bors. Okay. Um, yeah, upon you reading kind of that missive or whatever, going over that, uh, what'd you say, Boars? Boars. B-O-O-R-S. Uh, Flint's just gonna pipe up and say, Ah, yes! Miss Boars. Have a close working relationship <laughs> with Christ. her. Relationship. Yeah, how much would I know about the haunting? It's a place that you and pretty much everybody generally stays away from. You know that it's enough of a belief around here that the slave owner and the slaves that constantly work uh, the Huani farmstead uh, elect to stay in leather tents instead of in the farmhouse. Uh, the farmhouse is partially burnt, but could still very well be viable for a shelter. Pretty much everybody stays away from it. Uh, you would actually probably know there has been a few disappearances uh, notably a, uh, uh, Blackreach soldier who got drunk one time and was bet by his friends that, uh, to go in, um, he never came out and the other soldiers were too scared to go inside and find out what happened. And then a slave tried to, um, sleep in there because the offer was quote unquote open from, uh, Yelena, the slave master. Um, and he took it upon himself to do so and disappeared as well. 
What was the second person you said there? A who? A what? A slave. A slave who was sick of sleeping in a leather tent. Complained about it, and Yona so said, well, you could sleep in the manor. They both just disappeared. Never came out. Yeah. Well, perhaps we can stop on the way out of town. I'm willing to, you know, be transparent with you guys, and this is just something that, you know, I need to do, but like I said, I'm... I'm um, you guys are coming fast friends, and I do value your safety, especially, you know, that of a child, so... The one thing that... Thank you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, th I thought we were having friends. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you should make new friends, Crunch. Gus is going to say, we're the one thing that everybody has in common who's disappeared in that place is, uh, they have shit friends. I know the feeling. And maybe we'll <laughs> stand a better chance. Not you. Maybe we'll stand a better chance. Um, and as far as, like, showing you, or, I didn't, like, read that out loud, because I don't want the little, I want Crunch to know my shit. I just, I'm imagining it's, like, on a little, you know, piece of paper, and I, like, you know, flop it out onto the table so you guys can read it, or, and I, I'm, you know, I want to keep at least some of the stuff wider in front of him, so. Oh, so Flint's purchased a new bottle of booze, and he is giving the goblin just, like, shot after <laughs> shot of whiskey to keep him, like, subdued. Slick. He's definitely <laughs> gonna piss yeah. himself. No, no. Yes. In fact, I think at a certain point, like, uh, Star's, like, she leans over and whispers to Flint. She's like, do you think he's drunk enough to let him out of the hog tie? I, I do feel a little bad. <laughs> I also mm, don't want him to no. piss on the floor. Hey, big guy. Hey. No. Why are your lips so big? You want a kiss? Why, you want a kiss? Why are your lips so small? Crunch is a good kisser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Flint will lean back over to Star and say, hey, he still's got blood flow in his limbs. He's fine. <laughs> I think I'm losing my blood flow in my limbs. That's probably from all the whiskey. You need more. Can't argue with that logic. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So we, are we ready to head out then? Um, if you have, if you guys have any information, you know, about, um, Yel, Yel, sorry, Yelena, or, like, even the slave ownership, or, like, um, any rumors or anything like that, that's definitely could prove useful for me. Um, and I'll kind of, like... roll. Huh? Sorry. Nothing. Not to overstep, is Flint... Is, does Flint have a close enough relationship, is that possible, with... I was gonna say, roll an insight owner. for the... Yeah. Roll an insight, see what you know. You want me to? Yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering if, he, if you already would have had, like, kind of a working relationship or something, because he yeah, does you operate in the area. I like the way you worked that in, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, Ava. What were you saying? <clears throat> Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. I'm just waiting for any information, and I would probably kind of, like, looking, especially, like, knowing that, uh, especially, like, Groth seems to be from this area, like, is living here. Figured that they have some information that'd be useful. Well, I rolled an eight, but the only thing I was really getting at is I could just, like, introduce, uh, yeah. I could introduce, um, Bo to... Miss Boers or whatever her name is. I would say your interactions with Miss Boers has been pretty limited. That being said, you yeah. know she is um, no nonsense, which kind of seems weird. She'd be sort of disturbed by paranormal, but she's also uh, um, you do know her. Uh, you've met face to face, so you could possibly introduce. 
And just to clarify, I'm being paid, supposed to be paid out by this, like, Captain Evan at the, um, Yes. That's the situation. And yes. then but I'm going to the job and then going there after, if I can yeah. solve this mystery. I mean, just to give you some background, you could, in theory, go to Captain Evan, but okay. it's likely I'd... he doesn't know more okay. than Okay, I locals. wasn't sure if I was supposed to be getting a brief or something from him, so that clarifies, thank you. Yeah, and Flint might have personal reasons to visit her anyway, so that's that's something that he's into doing, is stopping on the way out of town to go. Yeah, I definitely wanted there. to get on the same page so that you guys know what I my needs and things, too. Well, should we... Does anybody, does anybody else have anything they want to do, or should we just finish her drinks and kind of start heading out? Uh, I'm going to let Louie know that I'm heading out of town for what looks to be a couple of days, at least. I assume he's here drinking. Yeah. Oh, hey! <clears throat> Louis. Didn't see you there. Pretty drunk. Won't, won't see me here for at least a couple of days. Where are you headed to? Oh, sounds like a couple of places. This, uh, this goblin's got somewhere for me to go. My new friends have somewhere for me to go. Oh yeah, I noticed the new necklace. Not made out of metal. No. No, metal is uh, bad armor. It slows you down. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm metal as fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty drunk. I'm seeing two dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, take care of yourself, Groth. Uh, as always, I'll have work and a, or a place to stay if you need. Thank you, Louis. Flint will raise his glass to him to say, I'll, I'll, bring him, I'll bring him back in one piece, don't you, Weddy? I expect it. So you guys walk to the edge of town, and pretty quickly you find yourself upon uh, Huani Manor, the half-burnt-down large farmstead. Uh... Several of its fields seem to be uh, uh, charred and discarded, but at least uh, three of the fields are kept up, and you see, middle of the day, a chain gang uh, working on it, uh, dressed in ratty, sort of uh, sack clothing, uh, frayed at all the edges. Most of them are, in some ways, disabled with either missing limbs or clearly battle scars. They're all mostly... Um, younger people who seemingly have a more energy for this kind of labor um, and behind them uh, on a tall gray spotted horse is a union member that you would recognize uh, Flint as Yellen of Wars he's got her dark black hair tied very tight tightly into a braid um, she's wearing a sort of uh, visor over her head to protect her from the sun and she's just trotting back and forth, hand on the hilt of a rapier, and barking orders. Okay. Can I... Um, sorry, real quick. Yeah. Can I roll a history just to see, like, how this came to be, why this exists here, like, yeah. what the situation is? I'm actually going to give you uh, advantage for being from the Riverlands and knowing intimately about the conflict. Okay, and it's you want history? Yeah. Is there, like, um... Are we, like, near a forest, or is this, like, a big open area? Um, there's some trees, especially, uh, I think there's a couple fruit trees in the area. Um, and you can see sort of far out over the sort of hill lands, uh, extending out of the city that denser areas of trees do exist, smaller sort of pockets of forest, um, but no large major forest here. Okay. I think Shadow's not very comfortable with this situation, so she's going to look for, like, a bush or something to hide in and watch. Uh, there's several, yeah, there's several bushes. There's a lot of, like, plowing equipment, too. 
you can find a playside really easy. Go ahead and roll a stealth for me, actually. What'd you get on history, Ayla? What a six, so. Okay. Hmm. I wish I had inspiration to use. You'd use it on this? Um, yeah, I okay. want to know. Unfortunately, you don't really know. Um, I'll give you one thing. Okay. Um, you can tell from the demograph of people working and the nature of a lot of their injuries, these are likely prisoners of war. Okay. I got 16 on stealth. Okay. Uh, you hide uh, probably about 60 feet away from where they're working. Uh, pretty close, but definitely keeping your distance. <laughs> um, Flint's going to approach the mounted woman and just uh, kind of give her a nod and say, Ah, Miss Booters, how's the lost shipment working out for you? She spins it around quickly and she says, Oakenfist, surprised to see you. Just as I'm su as surprised to be here, to be honest. What do you need help with, Dwarf? Well, I'd like to introduce you to a uh, colleague of mine. This is uh, Mr. Bo Cantrell. It appears he has business on your estate here. She dismounts from her horse and sort of lets the bit go. Horse trots around a little bit. Um, says, I'm sorry, what... What did you say your name was? Bo. I'll extend a hand. She reaches out in firm grasp and she says, And what is the nature of your business? Um, I've been assigned um, to come and investigate paranormal happenings here. As I'm aware that there's been a couple disappearances and um, I'm here to help and collect from Captain Evan Olson once I'm done. She visibly shifts her mood. You you see her shoulder, shoulders sort of tighten even further back, and she, as sort of a nervous tick, rubs her thumb hard against her temple, and she says, oh, It's about time somebody with actual experience came for this accursed man. Um, Flint kind of chuckles a little bit to say it. Uh, Miss Burris, you can't be believing that there's actually ghosts here. Do not be a fool. <sighs> I was here the night the Huani family was butchered. Great pains and great sufferings can bring forth evil and disturb the very natural order of things. Whatever the intent of Mikhov, he unleashed something, and that house is a death trap. Flint's gonna just kind of glance, almost like a little hesitantly, towards the mansion, kind of shift uncomfortably. Um, do, does the Mikov like ring a bell for me? Um, that was the leader of the Hellriders, Pavel Mikov. Oh, okay, mm. yeah. Um, actually, yeah, upon that realization, was they will. Pavel Mikov has not made many friends in this area. Is it possible that it is somebody trying to exact revenge or play a prank? 
Perhaps, I suppose. That be one hell of a prank if people have died, though. Exactly, and not everybody who has gone in there was somebody who sympathizes with the Black Reach Empire. Whatever's in there seems to be killing indiscriminately. Uh, Bo's gonna turn toward you guys and uh, kind of put a little bit of like you're trying. He's trying to like connect some of his knowledge with like things like this, and um, he says that disturbances with in what is supposed to be like the peace and uh, during your time in death can create like very chaotic and. Um, dangerous circumstances, and that it's uh, even if it there are things to that can explain um, situations like this, which does happen, even though it might not be something to fear. If it is something that is truly spiritual, it could be something very chaotic and dangerous, and that it's nothing to. It's definitely something to take seriously because disturbances within like the natural bounds of life and death can can be very dangerous and. Um, Hard to deal with. So what is your plan for this place, then? How will you approach it? Well, I guess it's just a matter of beginning, because we don't really know what we're getting into right now. Definitely take precautions not to, if there are spirits, to not, um, you know, agitate them or um, cause more disruptions, but... Right now, it's just a matter of moving forward and and then um, allowing us to have space to figure out what to do next. It's Each of these is a case-by-case -case basis. You never know. Like, it could be just certain... Um, it could be weather. It could be, you know, animals. It Or it could be spirits, so... Flint's gonna kind of grip his belt and just kind of rock back on his heels and say, uh, Well, uh... <sighs> How much, uh, how much, uh, were you promised in the reward for approaching this situation? Um, well, <laughs> um, I'm promised a, a good amount, and if, if you guys really do want to get involved, I, money is not a problem for me. It's not really, I mean, it's not something, not that I'm, you know, wealthy or anything like that, but it's just not really my concern. Um, I'm Blunt Oaken Fist at your service. <laughs> so if as far if you're concerned about payment, that's not I have no problem splitting the money. But we'll talk about the actual amount later. That's <laughs> gonna grab a candle, a uh, UV flashlight, and a can of salt and run inside. Hey Marjorie Thatcher, <laughs> show yourself. How old are you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Cunt. You immediately get locked inside. <laughs> Flint's gonna stay in the van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Huani Farmhouse it is. Do it. Oh, are we and going there with the goblin? On to Delta Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how, like, I'm like, Shadow's uh, safety is my priority, and I'm like, let's go to this slave owner, like, haunted house. <laughs> it's fine. You're good. <laughs> All right, so... Out front, the Huani ma uh, Manor, you definitely get an eerie feeling. It, it, Maybe it's the background of this place that you know of. Maybe it's the stories that you've recently heard. 
but it feels like a dark place. The charcoal of some of the parts that barely remain shimmers sort of eerily, and the half-elven structure marred by general damage and, and, and disturbances. It's like seeing something. It's like seeing a beautiful flower brush beneath a foot. Um, I'll, I want to turn back to uh, Yelena and um, and be like, can you give me a brief history of things that you would uh, you think that would be important to know the disappearances, uh, recent happenings that you've experienced heard several voices from the inside almost like children's voices we hear screamings almost every night and the ones who went in never came out it's multiple um, screamings flint during not just four screamings <laughs> Uh, Flint, kind of while this is going on, is going to sort of look around, and if Shadow's not with us, like, in the immediate vicinity, he's going to kind of, like, seek her out. Well, perception. Okay. Are you trying to hide from me, Shadow? Well, I mean, I'm hiding from the situation, so that would probably include you. Okay. Yeah, your situation. Uh, that was character sheet. Hold on. I don't like the look of this Helena. 19. Uh, yeah, you see a small shadow, uh, ironically, <laughs> that is eclipsing uh, the side of an unused plow that's sort of set a uh, good amount of ways uh, into the field. Um, not obviously, not making it obvious that he's heading straight forward. He's going to kind of like meander along the fence line or whatever, kind of pretending to just sort of observe passively the slaves working in the field and stuff and just kind of approach her and lean up against the side of the what do you say a plow or something yep lean up against the side of the plow and just say uh you all right down there lass you seem uh, a bit perturbed i don't know the lady doesn't seem like the nicest well she's not she's a slave owner they're some of the meanest bunch that you'll ever meet what's a slave owner You see all these people out here, Loss. Yeah, I look around. What do you notice about them? Do they seem happy? No, they look sad. They are. They. Not a single one of these people want to be here. I know what that's like. And they all. They all are here because she is keeping them here. So, if there's a bit of negative energy surrounding that woman, that is probably where it's coming from. Maybe we should help them leave. We could. But, there are people out there that will just make sure that as soon as they leave, more will take their place. And that is, unfortunately, that is the way of the world. Oh, when people leave, others take their spot? Indefinitely, it is uh, just the way things are. Not you or me or an army of thousands could stop it. Shadow just gets kind of quiet. 
but for now, if we solve their problems, well, maybe they'll sleep a little bit easier. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to note to anyone that has seen Star, like, I, I don't know. I want to say I've been kind of purposely quiet because Star is very uncomfortable here. Um, she sees these people and it more just, it fills her with rage. And she's, I think, decided that at this point it's smarter for her to just keep her head down and move on and, you know, make her promises to herself. But, yeah. Anyone that may have noticed that, it will, could probably kind of tell, but... I don't know. I'll let you roll your own things if you really want to dig that deep. Um, I if I could, I'd like to roll a perception on just kind of see how people's like body language or you know notice that shadows missing or that um Flint had gone over there and obviously is talking to her. Or uh, I wouldn't say it's obvious. He's kind of just more like looking like he's just watching the the slaves work the field. She probably, okay. as soon as he started talking to her, used the message cantrip to continue the conversation, too. Okay. <clears throat> um, honestly, I would say... Go ahead and roll a insight. Thirteen. Okay, with a thirteen, we're going to go around the table and describe... With her, the insight she rolled for uh, 13, how her lens into your character. Start with you, Zane. What? Just what, what you perceive? Yep. Um, yeah, so, like, you notice that Flint is kind of... He just kind of wandered over, and he doesn't seem particularly, like, interested in this but he also I guess just overall if you want an overall picture he doesn't seem that like disturbed by anything that's going on here I mean and that's obvious because he he's obviously has a business relationship with uh with the slave owner person um with Miss Moore's but um you don't really I guess know the extent of what that relationship is mm -hmm. but um yeah okay without stretching too much what you get from a 13 he seems pretty comfortable in this scenario okay Latara, how about you? Well, actually, you probably can't see Latara. I mean, before I left, but you probably noticed me getting uneasy. I sure. also would probably notice she's missing, because I'm kind of always kind of keeping an eye out. So That's very yeah. true. You noticed I was uneasy and then disappeared. Okay. Groth? Uh, you notice Groth seems more or less vacant on the, any, any potential uh, feelings that might be brought about by his perception of the morality of the situation he's kind of just like i don't know he's he's paying a lot more attention to that house and you know intermittently to maybe the the uh craggy mountains in the distance than he is to the fact that they're slaves around okay i mean i guess when you look at star uh, i kind of already described it but she mm -hmm. i think what you see is she's got her arms crossed and she's kind of just looking down and like to the side at the ground. She like, I'd say you 
could probably notice that she's sort of like flexing her paws so like you can see her claws coming like in and out mm -hmm. um and maybe you know kind of she's doing that with like her hand in sort of like a fist so it looks like i might even be poking her a little bit but she's okay. trying really hard not to make it like obvious that she's she does not like she wants to punch this person in the fucking face but sure you know um I'll go back to asking questions. Um, to you say it's Helena or Yelena? Yelena. Okay. Why? Okay, I was like, am I just like naming it them that because we have we met someone with that name before? Or hey, don't give away my NPC names. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um, does does the voices and screaming happen the same time? Every is it only during the night? Actually, yes. Uh, every night, when the moon is at its highest, usually, I don't have a clock, but midnight. Okay. Um, and then, how many disappearances total have there been? Just the two. Okay. Um, and you stay here in the house? No. Nobody stays in the house. We stay in the tents, and she points, and you see this um, sort of almost like a tent city. It's it's really just a large stitching of, of poor quality leathers over a vast area um, that must be cramped for all these people to sleep in. And then, of course, right next to it, a lavishly sort of designed tent with nicer leathers and uh, just overall nicer space, better structure is the only reason you haven't left is because your operations are here and this is your land or why haven't you left Th this farmland is now owned and operated by the black reach empire we are taking what the village wouldn't give us willingly this grain goes to feed the war effort and we need much more of it most of it is milled over at the water mill and then shipped up to either Godfrey's Watch or down to Blackridge. Yeah, so she can't leave. This is like her post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever stayed in the house or has when did this has this always happened? Did it happen after you showed up? It started maybe a year ago. Maybe less. I I began to forbid the slaves from going in there. We lost not only a brave soldier of the Empire, but an asset of labor to the Empire as well. And I will not throw away resources for God Emperor Godfrey so callously and nonchalantly. So I forbid anyone from entering the manor after the second disappearance. So this was your, the entire time you've been here, this has been this way? No. Okay. How long have you been working or, you know, hold, I don't know, holding this land or? I stayed in Brambleton after, after the capturing of the town. It was almost, I believe it was almost a year ago, but there, I definitely remember there were times before the screams. 
thank you for your time and um I do have other priorities but I will be back soon to start my investigation good may the emperor's hand guide may the emperor and (laughs) crunch throws up and we'll pick this up next <laughs> like time. Like how she just was like, doesn't care. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, well, now we didn't give her a chance. Yeah, to... yeah. It's, it's like goblin necklace. I've got one of those at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, I got other priorities. Just be like, Mm-mm. like also, point them Wards off the ghost and keeps the demons out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being like force-fed vodsky and then like thrown over somebody's neck and like ran around town like, see i just can't wait for you to um give in and have a like dm character and it's gonna be him because we're not gonna let him go or kill Crunch. him so, like, we did this and i was like yes. oh hell yeah new party member get used to that voice yeah uh, great Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, at RerollGaming, Twitter, at RerollGames, or Gmail, RerollGames at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on whichever podcast service you are listening on. It is fundamental in getting us off the ground. We also have a Patreon if you've enjoyed our show and want to help us grow. From all of us at Reroll Gaming, thank you very much. I mean, we could just cut this part. I'm going to go get some food. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Well, and it'll pick up there they're recording to we're probably talking over them right now so mm-hmm. or yeah. we can just talk about what huh. they are doing behind their backs i don't know yeah. talk about how uh tanner's a horrible yeah. babysitter i can leave a little easter egg yeah tanner you're your big fat stupid poopy butthole man <laughs> <laughs> and your pp's hard right now <laughs> <laughs> believe me i know i can smell it <laughs> I know these things. You have a, a fifth sense for that. I'm a sixth sense for Tanner's pee-pee. What? Nothing. Welcome mm-hmm. back. <laughs>